no whammies. Big money, big money, big no money. one, no whammies. <laughs> Does anybody remember that show? Price is Right. What was Price is Right? I'm pretty sure it was. No, no. What was it? It was, uh, I don't remember what it was called. It wasn't Price is Right. I don't know. Somebody correct us if it's wrong. Were... Somebody tell us what the name of that show was. Because I thought it was like this cheesy game show. I don't, I don't think it's Price right. is Right. It's not Price is Right. I feel like I have to look this up All now. right. Well, somebody's going to correct us on it either mm -hmm. way. But today, what we're talking about is um, assets under management. Sounds press like your a, luck. Press your luck. That's it. That's it. I knew You're it. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, that cheesy show. I used to watch that. <laughs> I don't feel like I... Uh, I don't remember watching that show, but I definitely remember No Whammies. Big money, big money. No Whammies. <laughs> What's a whammy? What's a whammy? Anyway, today we're talking about the second most important financial metric to track, which we call assets under management. And uh, it sounds like a super financial term because it is. <laughs> because financial advisors... Um, we debated in calling it that. Well, yeah. Because we, it is a super financial term. But it just describes it best, and we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. But uh, financial advisors and money managers like use that term to describe basically how much money they are managing. Yeah. You know, So how many different clients and how much money they have, add all that up, and that's their assets under management. Mm -hmm. uh, and so anyway, so the reason we kind of stole this term and that we use this is because we track this number. And a lot of people call this your net worth, uh, which is a great, great thing to track because it's a way to measure your financial progress. Like everything that you do, whether good or bad, like affects this number. So it's a great way to see if you're moving forward financially. Well, one of the reasons I like why we changed it, even though it is a super financial term, but net worth to me sounds like, oh, well, you must be worth a billion dollars. If you have a net worth, well, yeah, even I don't know having why. I, I just having a net worth means that you're worth a billion dollars in yeah. my in my head of what I, I've learned. I don't think that there's a... from the vacuum that was yeah <laughs> that and was I, there because there was no financial education. So it's like I didn't really know what any of that meant. It was just that oh well, if you have a net worth, then you're worth a billion dollars. Okay, all right. Well, this is good to know. But like, I, I think in general. This that is might not make a term. Me sound really dumb. I, don't, I guess no, I don't care. No, it doesn't because <clears throat> it's not a term that's used at all in um, middle or lower class America. Right. Lower middle class probably never uses that term. It's probably not until you get to like middle, upper middle class where anyone even uses like that term. Like a million dollars, I well, would think. I, it shouldn't be. It like, shouldn't. this is the no, problem. I, yes, is I agree. Is that it with shouldn't you. be. It's a really great exercise. It's a great thing to do. Uh, but I think most people in That's lower middle class with, right? era, yeah, anyway, I think most people in lower middle class America just think in terms of, all right, well, I have some money in savings and that's it. And don't think beyond that. But but again, regardless of what, how much money you're making, where you are in your socioeconomic spectrum, this is super valuable and helpful yes, to do. I, I'm like thinking through this and talking through it with you. I hope that's okay. Great. But Let's anyway, I'm just thinking through it. And I think most of it was because for a long time, I didn't think that I had any worth because it was like, well, I have to own a business or something like that in order to have a net worth. Mm. That's what I thought. That's interesting. I thought yeah. I needed something else, but the truth is everyone has a net worth. Yeah. 
Yep, everybody <laughs> and, does. But, you know, it's something that's the And that to... might be the aha, the revelation right, right there, you know, because that's the thing. Everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can either be going forward or backwards. And if you just keep going forwards, keep making decisions that go forward, move you forward, then five years from now, you're going to be in a much better financial spot. Right. It's that simple. And so just knowing, you know, and that's what got me so excited the first time I did this because, you know, I was completely broke when mm-hmm. we started this, had a negative net worth. It wasn't great. Um, but, <laughs> but we had was, a net worth. But, but we had one <laughs> and we knew what it was. And that's the powerful uh-huh. thing is actually knowing what it was. Because once I knew what it was, then I know, all right, well, if I make good decisions, I'm going to see that go up. Mm-hmm. And that got excited. Now, the problem in all of this came to the name that we both agree. Like we just right. didn't like the term net worth. Mm-hmm. Um, as Christians, as believers, like it just it's just a bad term to use. Well, yeah, and I, I alluded to it just a minute ago where I said I didn't think I was worth anything. Yeah. Yeah, and Which I think that it's well, ridiculous, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that we don't like it is because whether it's super high, whether it is a billion dollars or whether it's negative ten million dollars, like the truth is like as a believer, you know, or as a human being, that actually has nothing to do with the worth that we have Mm -hmm. and the fact that Jesus died for us. It's like we are so immeasurably valuable in his eyes. And so to like put a number and define us (laughs) as a number being our worth, Mm -hmm. whether big or small, just feels insulting. Yes, completely agree. Okay, so the second reason we renamed it um, is because, like as you talked about earlier, it's a financial term. Like it really is used in the financial services industry about people who – manage other people's money. And so when we we heard, when you told me that term, and it was like, we are managing someone else's money. Like, we're not managing yeah. our money. We're exactly. managing God's money. Everything we have, if we are Christians, then we believe that we give our lives to God. So that means that what seems like ours is not really ours anymore. Yeah. And we're I mean, stewards. We're, yeah, we're stewards we're of what yeah. he has entrusted us with. So just kind of getting that straight, I guess, in our mind and just kind of reframing that so that every time we talk about it, we just keep that at the top of our thought process and how we're spending it, how we're saving it, how we're investing it and how we're giving it. It just is a much different thing, I think. And I I think the way we talk about it matters. Yeah. So I was talking to a pastor last week. um, and yeah, and this whole thing that we're talking about comes out of chapter two of our book. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to read more about it, you can check it out there. But yep. I was talking to this pastor last week, and he was saying, oh, man, that AUM thing, that's a game changer. He said, as soon as I saw that, it's like a completely, he's like, it's such a subtle shift, yeah. like just the name of this sheet that you have that you're tracking, but mm-hmm. it reframes your thinking to get you more oriented with uh, just true stewardship mm-hmm. and just understanding that everything God's entrusted to us is not ours and it's to be used for his glory, for his purposes and how he asks us to, you know? Yeah. And sometimes he just delegates to us and says, yeah, do the best you can with this. And sometimes mm-hmm. he gives a specific instruction and good stewards will pay attention to that specific instruction that right. he gives, you know? I mean, it's the same thing if you're like trying to lose weight and you put a note on, you know, your fridge to say, is this the right time? What are you going to choose? Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever it is, just the continual motivation of, or, or the continual reminder of, yep. are you doing what you want to be doing? Yep. Like, is this really what you want to be doing? So that's why yeah. we reframed it and renamed it. And yeah, I mean, and yeah, and just you know, being completely transparent here, like I have been 
talking about this stuff, money and uh, the Bible and Christianity in this intersection mm-hmm. for 15 years, and I still forget like all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we just need a lot of reminders. Right. And this is just one thing that helps me remember more often uh, when I'm making decisions with my money, it's not just about it being my money. Mm-hmm. Like it's not my money, you know? Right. And I I need help remembering that. And so that's why I found this to be super helpful. And um, and I think a lot of people have. on your credit card. You should. A lot of people have, Amazon and that's what's account. been really fun. <laughs> Go for it. It's Whatever hard though, because that auto pay stuff, like there's no way to really put that reminder, but a, a note on your credit card. Yeah. To just be like, just just checking in. Debit card, yeah, just write AUM, big card. black market marker. Um, yeah, because I mean, That's I feel a like great idea. A debit card is. I mean, this is we're getting super in the weeds here, but a we debit are. card is a little bit more accurate because that card represents money that's in an account. Um, you know what I mean? Yes, so. and a credit card represents. Yeah. Your failures. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about why this is better. Well, why why should you track it? Why should you track it? Like, yeah, especially if you're negative. Well, yeah, because I think so many people are like, all right, this is just a financial exercise. Why should I do this? What's the right. point? What's the value in this? Okay, I think, I'm curious mm-hmm. what you think on this. Okay. I think that the there are so many people, I see this all the time, who all of their financial progress is tracked by how things feel. Mm-hmm. So it feels good yeah. this month because there was $50 left at the end of the month, or it feels good because my credit card balance isn't as big as it was last month. It feels better. I, I don't know, like any number of things. But the problem is, is that that's an incomplete picture. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're coming back off the fifth interruption in the <laughs> short time that we've been doing this podcast. Uh yeah. We're hopefully hopefully we can connect these dots. We're gonna we're gonna try to connect these dots. So okay. I think where I was mm-hmm. was explaining this analogy uh, of why it's important not just go by how it feels. And so yes, yes. if you are trying to lose weight, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple different ways you can do this. Like you can just go by how tight your sweatpants feel. <laughs> right? <laughs> like your I, fe- jeans I feel or, like my yeah. jeans aren't as tight as they used to be, so I must be doing good. Like, right. you know, and that's fine. Like, that's giving you some information, but mm-hmm. it's just not as good as stepping on a scale. Right. Like, seeing exactly how you're doing, if you're making mm-hmm. progress, how much progress you've made, and how short of a time. Like, having those numbers is just super, super helpful well, and value. And also valuable. seeing, oh, well, I ate this, and so that sent me backward. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. oh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Okay, now I can learn for next time, right? Yeah, so because like your sweatpants just aren't going to reveal that much information to you. Right. You know? And so when it comes to managing our finances, so many people are doing that equivalent thing mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm just going by how my financial life feels and it feels yeah. terrible and therefore things must be a mess. And the reality is they might not be as bad as you think if you actually were seeing the true picture of what's going on. Right. And so in the financial world, that's what AUM does. It will help you track and see what's going on in a way, just like stepping on a scale if you're trying to lose weight. Right, because it's a holistic view. Yep. It's a big not picture just thing, one thing. So pulling like, everything together. One of the things you've talked about is like how much debt you have. Well, that doesn't re- actually give you a holistic view. It tells yeah. you one piece of it, yeah, one like, piece so of the puzzle. Some people measure all of their financial progress based on how much debt they have. And so I have less debt now, and therefore my financial life is better mm-hmm. and and yes, probably in many cases, but not all. 
Like, right. Or like even, you, could you know, I have a bunch be, in savings. And even though yeah. I'm out of money every month, you know, I have a bunch in savings, so I must be fine. Yeah. Even yeah. if I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing where it's like, <laughs> right. it's just not a holistic view of what's going on. And that's why having one number with AUM is a great thing to track and why I think it's so important. So hopefully I've convinced you at this point that this is an exercise <laughs> worth doing because it's really not that difficult. It doesn't have to take uh -huh. very long. And I'll just quickly talk through how to do this. Um, and I'll also give you a spreadsheet. You know, we have a free worksheet that will get into your hands. I'll mm -hmm. give you a link to it. You can just grab it now. It's seedtime.com slash AUM. And so write that down, throw it in your phone, ask Siri to remind you, you know, if you're driving or right. something. Um, tell but your robot to remind you. Tell some robot to remind you when you get home <laughs> and you're not driving anymore. But anyway, it's so simple to calculate. Like essentially all you're doing is adding up all of the assets that you have. These are all the things that you own that have any value in them. Mm -hmm. So your house would be one, your car would be one, um, whatever, maybe your wedding ring, uh, right. whatever, big furniture in your house, stocks that you own, how much money is in your checking account, your Cam savings big account. Big cameras, like if you have yeah. a nice like, DSLR camera. Whatever. Yeah, like anything that has value that you're like, all right, I could sell this and get some money out mm -hmm. of, that's there. A lawnmower. And yeah, and to make your life easier, like we don't have all that stuff listed on our thing. Like I don't really write anything down on that sheet unless it, I think we could get $500 or more out of it, you know? Well, I meant like a big writing lawnmower, but yeah. Yeah. If you got a big writing yeah. lawnmower, big John well, Deere, our big tractor. Our friend was, has a um, an electric bike and she was like, should this go on there? I mean, I think that thing was like 1400 bucks or something. And yeah, Bob's not? like... I would put it on there. If you can sell it and it's worth something, yeah. throw it on there. And so what? And what's great about it, so you just spend, this is the first part of this exercise. So it's real simple. You add up the value of all those different things. You know, So you go into your checking account, your savings account, mm -hmm. uh, your 401k, your investments. You go to um, Zillow.com, find out the value of your home, the Zestimate or whatever. Um, and you know, and they're going to be people, some financial nerds who are, well, I don't think you should go to Zillow and get this estimate because it might not be accurate. You should get an appraisal. And it's like, if you want to do all that, that's fine. But uh, sure. the point is to make it a simple exercise. And if you want to go spend the money to get an appraisal, great. My point is just let's, how can we make this super easy and quick? Yeah. So you add up all of that stuff and that gives you one big number. Okay. And so that is the value of all the assets that you are managing. Okay. So now the next thing we need to do is we need to subtract the debts. Okay, right. so now we add up all the debt that we have. So you start with the mortgage. Start on the with home. your mortgage. If you mm -hmm. have a mortgage, that's the probably the biggest thing. You know, How student much loan you debts. Have left on your car. Yep. If you have a car loan. If you have a car payment. Student loans. Um, if you have a loan from to grandma, or you owe her <laughs> money, like whatever the thing is. Right. Uh, add all of those debts up, credit cards, like all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, and then that becomes a big number. And then you subtract that from the assets number. That just reminds me, you owe me five bucks. Okay, I don't know what for, but. Apparently, I owe my wife $5. Oh, is that easy? You owe me 500 is what I meant to say. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so simple second grade math problem. You add everything up, and then you subtract it, okay? And mm -hmm. then that final number uh, is your AUM, you know? If you want to call it your net worth, by all means, yeah. but we just prefer the term AUM. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we track that. You can call it mac and cheese if you want. It doesn't really matter, actually. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Whatever. Call it mac and cheese. <laughs> anyway, so we check that number about every six months to a year or so. I update ours, and I've mm -hmm. been doing that for, what, 16, 17 years now. And... Uh, and it's been so encouraging um, because well, yeah. the first time we did it, we were negative. We were negative thirteen thousand. Thir thirteen something. something thousand. 
And which, just a disclaimer, like it's really common to be negative with this. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, especially yeah. if you have a lot if of student have... loan debt or something. Like, or, or even just a house. Like medical debt. Like, there, yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of people who have a, who are negative. Like, it's mm -hmm. just really, really common. So don't be like upset if you are negative. <laughs> like, it's it's very, very common, unfortunately. But what was fun is that we did this, and one year later we recalculated, and we were positive nine hundred dollars, yep. which. For most people, it's like $900. That doesn't sound that exciting. But what we saw was that just by making a few good decisions on a really uh, small budget, Very we had made $15,000 worth of progress. Yeah. And that was really exciting to us because yeah. it was like, well, hold on a second. Because if we didn't have much to like actually move the needle forward. Yeah, wait till we, we start getting better forward, jobs. Yeah. yeah. $15,000, that's like $1,000 a month, yeah. over $1,000 a month. So what that looked like for us, some of those decisions were basically, I think at that point, just paying off debts. So we're paying off some credit yeah. cards, and then we were also adding some money to savings. I think we might have started investing a little more in our 401ks yeah, and 401K. stuff. Yeah, and so it wasn't like hardcore investing; it was like bare minimum. So we they're were just hitting, so that we're so we're matching, you know, where, yeah. whatever they're going to give but us. We were just hitting some of those things, and each one of those things was helping us. Um, grow our mm -hmm. AUM. And yeah. over the years, it's just been so exciting just watching what God has done. Uh, you know, and, and we t I talk about this all the time, but I, I'm convinced that good managers need to know what they're managing. Mm -hmm. Like good managers know what they are managing, know yeah. what they're responsible for. And if we are called by God to be managers of this money that he's entrusted us with, like we should know what's going on. And right. this is a way to know what's going on. Yep. And it's a way to track our progress and really build a testimony of what God Absolutely. is doing and is going to do in our lives. And so like, I'm so thankful now that we have that, um, to be able to say that we started negative 13,000 mm -hmm. on our testimony and to be able to look back at what God has done over the last 15 yeah. years. Uh, it's just really fun. And it's a really cool testimony of yeah, his faithfulness. Absolutely. And it's giving us a good idea of how we are managing what he has entrusted us with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's a, it's just a, let's just check in and see how we're doing on things. Yep. So yeah, I, I think this is absolutely worth everyone's time. Um, and especially if you are feeling the burden of debt. Honestly, I think the the people, I remember we had one person that came up to us and was like, I'm scared to look at this. And I, I, I totally get that. That is completely valid. But what we have learned from this is you can just start making a few better decisions and you will see progress really fast. And so what that does is it, it takes it from, okay, I, it, you're in a bad situation, but you can quickly see improvement just by doing, making a few tweaks and that, that aren't that hard, that aren't that time consuming, that are not above your head. You know what yeah. I mean? They're, they're simple things that you can do. And then you can watch your improvement and your progress and you can watch what God does on top of that that's way beyond, you know, yeah. your, uh, your, your best attempts. So, and I'm, you know, and I'm convinced because I've seen this so many times in our lives and in our students' lives mm -hmm. that God is just waiting for us to take that first step yeah. in faith Mm -hmm. trusting him, he's like, listen, I want you to trust me, but you have to take a step. Right. Like, you got to fill out it's the true. sheet. You have to decide that you're going to put some effort in here, mm -hmm. and I can't wait to come behind you and show you what I can do. Like, yeah. we've seen that over and over and over again. So 
it is an exercise worth doing. So take this weekend. Um, I honestly think most people can do this in probably 20 or 30 minutes. It doesn't have to take very long. That's Go nothing. to seedtime.com slash AUM. Give you a spreadsheet. You can do that. If you want to read more about it, it's in chapter two of our book, Simple Money Rich Life. You can get the audio book, whatever. Um, but, I mean, we've given you the gist. Like, you know what to do. You know like, this do. is it. Yeah. So this is your homework for the weekend. Go do that. Get that sheet. Um, yeah, and send this to someone else who needs it. Yeah. Send this to someone else. It's like, this would be a great idea for you. Mm-hmm. So that's it. We'll see you next time. Adios. We really love creating fresh content for you each week, but if you have not checked out our book, Simple Money, Rich Life, this really is our best work, and we have some free resources we want to tell you about. So if you enjoy listening to our soothing voices, then you can download chapter one of the audiobook. And if you prefer to read, we have the first two chapters of the ebook version. Or we even have a five-week book study outline based on this book. Mm-hmm. You can download all of this for free at seedtime.com sample. What? Um, we, you said we would have the game Gatorade later and we forgot to. You want the Gatorade? Yeah. And mm. we forgot what are you going to do with it if I give it to you? We're going to drink it all. That's why. Uh,